Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, Bleeding Green Nation, and welcome back to another edition of Eye on the Enemy, powered by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your host, John Stolness. You can follow me on Twitter, at John Stolness. And coming up, we're going to break down the Eagles' 2023 schedule that dropped on Thursday. And joining me to do that here in just a couple of minutes is Martin Frank, Eagles NFL writer for the Delaware News Journal. And he's going to give us his... We're going to... We're not going to... We ourselves are not going to break down this thing game by game, although I will give you uh, what I think will be the win-loss record for the this team and I'll, I'll do game by game at the very end of the podcast but uh, we'll just do that real quick but we'll talk about kind of larger picture stuff trends that we're seeing in these games how they fall the opponents they play all that good stuff that's coming up here on this edition of eye on the enemy and so let's jump right into it here the thing that I think we all knew coming into this we knew that the Eagles were going to have a really hard schedule we already knew who they were going to play we already knew that as opposed to last year when the Eagles had one of the easiest schedules in the NFL, which of course allowed them to get off to that insane run to start the season. They have the toughest schedule in the NFL based on opponents winning percentages from last season. That's fair. That's what happens when you are the best team in the NFC, when you have the conference's best quarterback and you went to the Super Bowl last year. That's how it should be. This is going to be a very challenging schedule. And I am someone who doesn't believe that the schedule is ever as hard as it looks or it's ever as easy as it looks, although last year it actually kind of played out that way. And this year, I think all of the worry about it being a hard schedule, I think that's legit. I mean, this there do not appear to be a whole lot of cupcakes on this schedule. There's maybe a couple in here. All of the teams that the Eagles are going to face, at least on paper, have have the chance to be competitive. Now, I think the Eagles are going to be favored in most of these games. Uh, they're not going to be favored in all of them. And, of course, uh, you have the big marquee matchups in the middle of the season. Uh, the Eagles with the Super Bowl rematch against the Chiefs. Uh, let's, let's run it down. I know you guys have probably heard it all by now, but in case this is the first and only Eagles podcast you listen to, which I'm sure that it is, uh, here's how the schedule breaks down. Eagles at the Patriots to start off the season in a game in which Tom Brady will be certainly honored by the New England uh, crowd that day. Uh, it's likely he's going to make his return to uh, to Foxborough or to whatever they call it, Gillette Stadium. I don't know what they call it up there. But uh, Tom Brady will have a big celebration celebrating his retirement, provided he doesn't unretire between now and then. Uh, and so that could be a, a potentially um, troublesome opening game for the Eagles here in 2023. That's a Sunday start at 425. Uh, Then in week two, the Eagles play their home opener against the Minnesota Vikings, but it's on a Thursday night, uh, just four days after the season opener against the Patriots. So 
I don't know, it's prime time and you love to see the Eagles on in prime time. It's an Amazon Prime only game. And so uh, folks better get that Amazon Prime in order to watch the Eagles uh, in week two. And that's four days after the the season opener against a, a Vikings team that I'm, I still don't really know what to make out of. Uh, week three, you have the Eagles in Tampa to take on a Buccaneers team uh, that I think should be a pretty easy beat. And that's going to be on Monday night football, September 25th. Week four, the Commanders come to Philadelphia for the Eagles' first divisional game of the season. That's a one o'clock start on Sunday. Only a handful of one o'clock starts for the Eagles here, at least on the way the schedule is set up to start the season. Three one o'clock starts all season long. Week five, Eagles at the Rams. That's a Sunday 4.05 start. And then the following Sunday at 4.25, you've got the Eagles at the Jets. So two back-to-back road games, Rams and Jets. The Eagles come home to take on a very good Dolphins team in a Sunday night football matchup. Tua versus uh, Jalen Hurts. That's going to be on Sunday, October 22nd, week seven. Uh, The Dolphins coming into Philadelphia to take on the Birds. Then the Eagles travel to my neck of the woods, the nation's capital, to take on the Commanders. That's their second one o'clock game on Sunday afternoon. And then uh, they get another divisional opponent, the Cowboys, come to Philadelphia Sunday, November 5th for a 425 start in week nine. That's the easy part of the schedule, gang, because after the bye in week 10, check out this gauntlet. Now, the Eagles get the Chiefs in Kansas City on Monday Night Football Week 11, but they get them after the bye week. So the Eagles should be more, uh, should be the more well-rested team. And if there are any lingering, nagging injuries, uh, the extra bye week will certainly help. Uh, but then you've got the, the Eagles hosting the Buffalo Bills in Week 12 for a Sunday 425 start. Josh Allen and a very difficult Bills team coming to Philadelphia. And then you've got a rematch of the NFC Championship game. The San Francisco 40 Winers come into town for a Sunday afternoon matchup at 425 in Week 13. And then you have the Eagles going to their personal house of horrors, Dallas, to take on the Cowboys for a Sunday night football matchup on December 10th. And then, so just those four games alone, at the Chiefs, hosting the Bills, hosting the 49ers, at the Cowboys, what a brutal month of games there in late November, early December. Uh, Then their last four games of the season, they finish up going to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, a team that made the playoffs last season for a Sunday 425 start. They then play the Giants at home. They welcome the Giants to Philadelphia for a Christmas Day showdown Monday afternoon at 430. And then week 17, Jonathan Gannon brings the Cardinals into Philadelphia for for the uh, third one o'clock start of the season on Sunday. And then the Eagles will wrap up the regular season in New York to take on the Giants. Uh, The time and date for that one to be determined. So I'll give you my I'll go through the wins and losses of that schedule coming up here at the end of the podcast, but it is certainly a much harder schedule than they had last year. In fact, the Eagles opponents in 2023 had a winning percentage of 566 last year. The next closest was the Dolphins at 554. That's a very difficult road to hoe, but this is a potentially great Eagles roster. And you know, they could be a better team here in 2023 than we had in 2022. And it's highly unlikely they're going to be able to match last season's record. But can they still be the number one seed in the NFC? They have the talent to do it. And yes, they have a gauntlet of a schedule. But, you know, like I said, the schedules are not always as hard as they look at the beginning of a season. And you just kind of have to wait and see how things play out. 
Well, joining me to break down the Eagles' schedule here, as a, it's just such a fun thing to be able to, to go through these games and, and see how they're all laid out. And, of course, we'll be neck deep in it once the regular season starts. Uh, Martin Frank, Eagles NFL writer for the Delaware News Journal. You can follow him on Twitter at MFrankNFL. Martin, thanks for coming on Eye on the Enemy. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Um, you know, the big schedule's out, and it's like kind of like a big celebration day and everything like that. Up until obviously watching the Sixers game, but um, <laughs> we're recording right after the Sixers lost, by the way. So yeah, yeah, there might be a there might be a, a sense of melancholy in the air, and if if you're understanding, if you know, if you're feeling that at all, that that's why that is, and I think the city's going to be feeling that until until Sunday when Game Seven starts. Hmm. Um, Martin, we already knew that this was going to be a tough schedule. We already right. knew who the opponents were going to be. We knew who they, who they were going to be playing at home and who they were going to be playing on the road. I mentioned just before you came on that the Eagles, according to opponents' winning percentage from last year, have the toughest schedule in the NFL. A combined winning yeah. percentage of five sixty six last season. Um, so it's already a daunting schedule. But as as this has been released, you see all these teams lined up and you just then it really starts to hit you. Wow. Like I, I look at this gauntlet from week nine to week 16 of Cowboys by week Chiefs, the Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, uh, Seahawks, Giants. I mean, all playoff teams last year, all yeah. teams expected to be right back in the playoff mix. Just generally speaking, at first glance, your thoughts on the schedule. Well, my thoughts are, A, the Eagles need to get off to a really good start. Um, <laughs> and, and even that's not guaranteed because, like, you know, they have their easiest opponents, like, in the first half of the season. But, like, you know, the Patriots is the opening game. They went 8-9 and nine last year. You know, they're celebrating Tom Brady and his retirement and stuff, so they'll be charged up for that game. You know, and then they got three game, three days, four days later, they're playing the Vikings at home. That's their home opener on a Thursday night. You know, so they got to try to find a way to stop Justin Jefferson. And you got Darius Slaves, 32 years old. Can he recover in four days in time to, you know, stop Jefferson and the Vikings offense? We'll see. I mean, you know, the commanders, they play them early week three and again, uh, week seven or eight, you know, yeah. but they're not a bad team. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. So that's not a, that's not a gimme. Like the only really bad team on this schedule is the Rams. Um, and that's, you know, playing out there in California and stuff. So well, you know, and the, I'll also say the Cardinals late at the, at the end of the season, week 17, yeah. um, they, we, we yeah. have to wait until week 17 to get Jonathan Gannon in Philadelphia, Martin. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm sure, um, the Eagles fans will be more than happy to give them <laughs> a warm greeting and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, maybe Nick Sirianni will be more inclined to run up the score based on how uh, Gannon's departure went about, um, yeah. you know, after the Super Bowl and all that. But, I mean, you know, if you look at the first half of the schedule, I mean, you know, they got to be at least 7-1 and one or 6-2 and two going into that gauntlet you mentioned with the Cowboys twice the Chiefs, the Bills, the 49ers, those five games, I actually added this up, like those teams were 64 and 20 last year, which is like a 762 winning percentage. Wow. That's, I, I can't imagine there ever being like a tougher five game stretch for any team at all. I mean, yeah. it's just crazy. And then, like you said, af after those five games, they still have to play playoff teams against, you know, the Seahawks, the Seahawks and, the, and yeah. the Giants twice in three weeks. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Very, very tough schedule. It's a it's a very tough schedule, and I agree with you. I I think I you know playing the Patriots in in New England against Bill Belichick, it's not the the scary thing it it used to be when Tom Brady right. was there. But you're right, Tom Brady coming back, and um that that at least at the start of the game that'll give the Patriots a little bit of a push. As the game goes on, I think that obviously fades into the background. Most sure. of the players on that team didn't play with Tom Brady. I don't. I'm, I would be surprised. Maybe there aren't any players. I wonder how many players are on that New England team still that played with Tom Brady because it's been it's been a few years now. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be we'll have to see what the what the quarterback situation there looks like. The home opener on a Thursday night just stinks. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> we all hate Thursday night football. I don't think there's anybody yeah. out there who thinks it's a good idea and who and who really likes it. And I don't think it's fair to expect, like you mentioned, Darius Slay to shut down Justin Jefferson the way he did last year on short rest. So yeah, he, he, the Vikings, I don't, I think they're, they could take a step back this year, but getting, getting them on a, on a short week for your home opener. That's just, that's, that is, that's doing the defending NFC champions dirty in my mind, Martin. I'm sorry. Yeah, it it is. I, I mean, I totally get, you know, playing a top team, like, you know, a team like the Vikings, you know, in week two like that. But the good thing about it is, you know, the Eagles really like their preseason they won't play really many of their top guys, you know, in the last two preseason games. So, you know, they play the first game that Sunday. They should be pretty well rested still. Sure. I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, midway through the season when you haven't had a bye week yet and, you know, you got that Sunday and Thursday game. So, I mean, that's kind of like the – yeah, that's an advantage. And the fact that it is a home opener, I mean, fans are going to be really psyched up for that game. Um, and I think that'll kind of – carry the Eagles at least at the start and then we'll see how they hold up after that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it does stink that it's, you know, a Thursday night game, like right after playing a, an emotional game in new England, probably. So, yeah, you know, but I think, I think they have a couple of advantages that should help them in that game. And, and I think we can look at this schedule and we can psych ourselves out a little bit because you can always, you you can imagine a best case scenario for all of the teams the Eagles are going to be facing off with. I mean, when you have the the Eagles going to take on the Rams, well, if Matthew Stafford is healthy and, you know, they've got Cooper Cup, that can be it. You can talk yourself into that being a tough matchup. When when you sure. look at the teams on paper, the Eagles should win that game. The Eagles are are, are right. the superior team. Same thing with the Jets the, the following week. A team like the Jets has with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers has a whole lot left, you know, wh- how he's going to perform in New York, whether or not the talent there, whether that's whether that's all going to work. I could easily see Aaron Rodgers rattling off 11 wins in New York. I could easily see that team winning six games next year. You know, they're just there's a wide yeah. variance. And when you sit here at this point in the offseason, you, you just imagine, I think a lot of times the, the worst case scenarios. But it's important, I think, to stop and, and, and remember this Eagles roster is is going to be if not the top roster in the NFL, certainly a top two or three roster. And people are going to be seeing the Eagles on their schedule and saying, oh man, we get the, we have to take on the Eagles and we have to do that. There is the other side of that coin that, you know, I think fans yeah. shouldn't get too worried about the schedule and get too wrapped up in it. Right. Absolutely. And and the one thing you can't really take into account is injuries. I mean, you know, Jalen Hurts got hurt um, towards the end of last season. He missed the two games and they lost them both. I mean, Right. We have no idea he's missed and he missed a game, you know, the year before with the sprained ankle. And, you know, that still bothered him as the season 
even after he returns. So, I mean, there are a lot of variables that go into that. I mean, you know, you mentioned the the Rams and the Jets, you know, back-to-back road games. I mean, yeah, there's, it can go both ways. I mean, you know, Aaron Donald's going up against probably either Cam Jurgens or rookie Tyler Steen at right guard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that could be, that could be a scary <laughs> proposition. Um, you know, at the same time, you know, the Eagles have so much more talent than the Rams, so it shouldn't even be an issue. I mean, yeah. you know, and also the Jets game, um, the Jets have a really good defense and they've always had really bad quarterbacks and, now they have Aaron Rodgers, but he's 40 years old, and the Eagles are going to send the whole defensive line after him. I right, mean, right. you know, Rodgers is great to get the ball out early, but is he going to be great if he keeps getting hit? I mean, you know, he's not as – he doesn't have that escapability that he used to have when he was when he was younger. So, you know, that could work in the Eagles' favor too. I mean, it's just – there are just so many things. I mean, who knows? Like when they play the Chiefs, you know, November 20th, maybe Patrick Mahomes is hurt, you know, maybe – Sure. Travis Kelsey, you know, same type of thing. I mean, you know, just so many things that are happening. I mean, the NFL season, yes, it's only 17 games, but it is in many ways like a marathon. And, yeah, you know, we'll find out which teams can kind of withhold all that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I bang this drum every year when the schedule comes out and, and people do the, the wins and losses. And I, I like doing the wins and losses. The wins and losses are fun. It's a fun, it's a fun exercise, yeah. but there are every year, there are going to be a handful of teams that you look at at the beginning of the season and you say to yourself, boy, that's, that's a real good team. That's going to be a real tough challenge. And then they come out and they start playing football and they end up having a six, seven win season. They're not nearly as good as everybody thought they were. And then there's a team like, say like the lions last year, you see them opening week of your schedule. You think, ah, that's a cupcake. And the Eagles win that game, but it was a real struggle. And we saw the lions, Mm -hmm. especially as the season went along, if that NFL season is two weeks longer, that's a playoff team and they're making noise in the NFC playoffs. And so it's a team nobody wants to see. So you just don't know when you look at these teams, we can assume a lot of them are going to be really good. And we can assume, you know, a lot of them, some of them are going to be, are going to be poor, but once the games start getting played, you do start to see some of those, some of those preseason narrative shift. And you think, wow, okay, boy, they, that really went South for the Vikings. You know, you could, you could see the Vikings being a team that maybe takes a big step back and and wins six games next year. And you think to yourself, okay, that's not as tough as I thought it was going to be. Right, absolutely. And and the one thing the Eagles have done really well these last couple of years is just they're loaded with depth. I mean, yeah. you look at the offensive line, you look at the defensive line. I mean, yeah, they still lost guys to free agency, but I mean, in the draft, you, you get uh, Jalen Carter and, and Nolan Smith, you know, in the first round, both defensive linemen. I mean, you know, no one's really talking about how they lost Javon Hargrave anymore. Right. You know, you still have Fletcher Cox, you still have BG, you have Derek Barnett coming back with which many people probably don't think is a good thing. But, you know, if he's healthy and stuff, he's he's a pretty good player. So the other thing that I, I think is interesting here, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this too, uh, the, the start times for these, the, the Eagles are playing five primetime games. And that's, 
great that they're going to be, you know, featured so so heavily on, on NFL broadcast this year. And of course, there's so many there's so many games where they're starting at four oh five, four twenty five. They're in the national window on a Sunday. Yeah. What do you? What is your take on all the all, all the night games? I mean, and then there's the the game on Christmas Day that they're gonna that they're gonna play. So essentially, you're yeah. looking at basically six primetime uh, featured featured spots. Do you think it's tougher for them to kind of get into a rhythm? Is it tougher to play a season when you're playing a lot of Sunday night and Monday night games, and you're not playing on on Sunday afternoons quite as much? Yeah, you know, I I was looking at the schedule, so. Um... Their first one o'clock Sunday game is is week four against Washington. Right. And so not only are their first three games night games, or actually the one four twenty-five, but they're also their three preseason games are night games. <laughs> so like that's like a stretch of like seven, six games straight where, yeah. you know, they're playing um pretty much either at four thirty or you know, seven thirty or eight fifteen or whatever it is. So, you know, that that trap, that game against Washington, I kind of see as a trap game because it'll be the first game where they'll like have to wake up early, mm-hmm. you know, have an early team breakfast, get to the stadium and, you know, try to like drink as much coffee as possible, I guess, to kind of wake <laughs> themselves up. I mean, right. you know, so you can get off to, I mean, that's a game where they could easily get off to a slow start. And, you know, and then after that, they go back with three straight games, either at four, 425 or 820. So, you know, they only have three one o'clock games currently scheduled. The two against Washington and then that one against Arizona. I mean, I guess it's possible they could flex a game like yeah. late in the season back to one o'clock. Um, but I doubt that would happen being that it's the Eagles and they should be good. But yeah, yeah, it it's strange. Like every game's either four twenty five or you know, four o'clock or you know, eight twenty, eight fifteen. Um yeah. And, you know, man, it'll probably help them in the playoffs because they'll be playing later games then too. But um, those one o'clock games then could definitely be be trap games. So, you know, be careful for those. I mean, you know, th- those are just some of the things. Like, they have to get used to – I mean, they're going to get used to, like, you know, kind of whiling away a Sunday waiting for the game to start. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, week four against Washington, they're up at 7 o'clock, you know, with the team breakfast and – heading over to the stadium and trying to stay awake and everything like that. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Definitely. Three one o'clock games this season on their schedule, two against the commanders and uh, one against the Cardinals, two of those games at home, one of those games on the road. So just kind of interesting. Uh, both games against the commanders, uh, the NFL deems them not to be primetime uh, or, or main window ready. But, um, you know, I think I think the point you're making is 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 true about the about the start time. And people often don't think about that, you know, like when you're traveling cross country, you know, moving from, you know, having to play, you know, a West Coast team coming to the East Coast and they're playing a one o'clock game. It's like a morning game for them and all that kind of stuff factors into it as well. So. I think the, the the game that everybody and really the entire NFL is most excited about is the Super Bowl rematch in week 11 on Monday Night Football, the Eagles in Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. It's right in the middle of the season. It's great. I think the Eagles yeah. are coming off their bye uh, to get ready for that game. Uh, you give them an extra week to prepare, an extra an extra week to rest up, an extra week to get healthy. And that is, you know, if, when you're looking at that gauntlet of games that we were just talking about, they at the very least get that bye week in week 10 to set themselves up and hopefully if there are any bodies that need to be mended to kind of get themselves prepared 
for that gauntlet down there in the in the second half of the season. So obviously you have the Super Bowl rematch, Eagles at Chiefs Monday Night Football. Which of the home games are you most looking forward to? You got the Bills, you've got the Niners, you've got the Cowboys, you got Jonathan Gannon's return, you got the Thank Dolphins. You. Um, you know, a couple game game against the Commanders and the Vikings. I'm sure there's one or yeah. two I'm missing here. Um, yeah, like all of those games are great games. I mean, you know, I, I kind of like the Dolphins game because, you know, they have those two really good um, receivers in Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. And, and that's going to be a huge test for Bradbury and Darius Slay. I mean, you know, Tyreek Hill is probably the fastest guy in the NFL. And if, if two is healthy, you know, he's he's a very accurate passer. He completes like 70 percent of his passes. So, you know, that would be. That would be an interesting game. I know the Dolphins faded badly down the stretch last year, but they were supposed to be a really good team. And when the Eagles like had their training, um, when they had their week down there um, training against the Dolphins, the Dolphins looked every bit like a Super Bowl team. I remember saying to myself, man, these guys could come out of the AFC. Hmm. Obviously, it all fell apart because two was concussions yeah. and, and everything else. But um, I would be... I, I, I'm really kind of interested in that game. I mean, the Cowboys at home is always a great environment. Um, you know, the 49ers, obviously, with Kyle Shanahan going off this week about, you know, oh, I'm so glad we're playing the Eagles late in the season because, you know, Brock Purdy will be back healthy. And, you know, it's just like he, he keeps making all these excuses, you know, for the <laughs> NFC Championship game. So, you know, that's another one you got to have circled on your calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, the John, Jonathan Gannon return, obviously, for, you know, reasons like you and Neil with the tampering oh, yeah. and, and the way the defense played in the Super Bowl and how he kind of slunk out of, like, meeting with the media after that and, yeah, so um, there are a lot of interesting home games, definitely. Um, even the Vikings game. I mean, I, I would love to see, uh, you know, Darius Slay and Justin Jefferson again. And mm-hmm. I doubt Jalen Rager will still be on the team, but if he is. <laughs> yeah, probably know. not. Prob- probably yeah. not. All right, so Martin, last thing for you. Um, as you have gone through the schedule, I know you're, you're, you were working through um, the game-by-game the game win-loss thing. Um, yeah. At- as you went through it, as you did uh, went through that exercise and you kind of penciled in wins and losses here at this very early stage still, uh, how, how tough a schedule is this? What, what do you, what kind of season are you seeing in terms of uh, wins and losses? Yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing like 12 to 13 wins. I mean, you know, if you look at the elite teams like Kansas city and Buffalo, I mean, those teams play first place schedules every year mm-hmm. and if you're a real Super Bowl team or perennial Super Bowl contender like the Eagles are expected to be, I mean, you got to take what the schedule is and you got to make the most of it. You got to find ways to win ugly games. You got to find ways to pound opponents when you should. And, and I think the Eagles have shown that I think they're deep. Um, You know, you look at the offensive line, you look at the defensive line, you look at what they did at cornerback. They brought back both, Slaying Bradbury, plus they added Greedy Williams, plus they drafted um, Keely Ringo. Mm. So, I mean, they're a loaded team. I mean, Hertz is a great quarterback. Um, he was the MVP runner-up last year. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. You know, they replaced Miles Sanders with two really good running backs. The offensive line is still tremendous. So the Eagles will be able to score with just about any team in the NFL. So, And I think 
the way they're going to do it this year is is more on offense than it was on defense. I mean, last year they set the record or, you know, they had the 70 yeah. sacks. Um, they had a ton of interceptions and stuff. But, you know, I think if they're going to win, it's going to have to be by outscoring teams. And that's what the Chiefs do. And that's what teams like the Bills do. And, you know, if the Eagles are really at that level and they should be, then, you know, they should win 12 to 13 games every year. Right. And we just have to remind ourselves they do have far and away the best quarterback in the NFC. Um, yes. and that, that, that's a big deal. That's a big deal with all the NFC opponents they're going to play. They'll have the advantage at quarterback and in probably most of those cases at, at head coach and lots of other positions, too. So um, yeah. so that's a lot of fun. So it, it's going to be, you know, we'll, we'll continue to kind of break this down here over the next couple of weeks. But um, the, the schedule coming out is always a lot of fun. The NFL is just they're geniuses at how they leak these things out and keep the interest brewing. I know Major League Baseball tries to do something like this and there's a, there's too many games you know who yeah. care who cares when you play the 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 Seattle Mariners you know it just doesn't it doesn't move the needle so uh the NFL really knows what it's doing well folks make sure you're reading everything that Martin Frank is doing for the Delaware News Journal by following him on the Twitter machine at mfrankNFL Martin good to talk to you again thanks for coming on eye on the enemy i really appreciate it yeah thanks for having me john always a pleasure all right, so you heard Martin give uh, his sketch, his his record for this season, and uh, let me let me go through this game by game, and uh, and then we'll we'll wrap up the podcast here. So opening week, Eagles in New England against the Patriots. Yes, I do believe that the Patriots might be a little bit more fired up uh, at the start, but uh, I, I question New England's ability to keep up with the Eagles offensively. Mac Jones, I think they're losing confidence in him in New England, and there's not a whole lot of skill position guys to support him. So uh, I have the Eagles going into New England and beating the Patriots in the season opener uh, to start off the season 1-0. and Tough matchup in week two, welcoming the Vikings for the, the home opener, but I think the crowd's going to be completely fired up. Uh, I, I think, you know, the Vikings have to play on a short week two, and, they have to, and they're the team that's traveling, so I'll, I'll give the Eagles that matchup as well and have them run their record to 2-0. and I have the Eagles going into Tampa to take on the Buccaneers and winning that game on Monday night football. I don't think the Buccaneers are going to be all that good. I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. I think the Buccaneers could be one of the worst teams the Eagles play here in 2023 and so I have the Eagles winning that game on Monday Night Football and starting the season 3-0. and You mentioned, uh, Martin mentioned just a second ago the first potential letdown game of the season could be that 1 o'clock game against the Commanders, the Eagles hosting them at Lincoln Financial Field in Week 4 and I agree. The Eagles are going to drop a game to a team that they should beat this season. It, it happens every year and I think this is a prime spot for that to happen. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how it's going to happen. The Commanders came into Philadelphia last season and gave them their first loss of the season, and I can see it happening again here in 2023. I'm going to give the Eagles a loss uh, for this Commanders game in Week 4 to drop to 3-1. and one. I do have the Eagles going on the road to, to beat the Rams uh, in Week 5 and run their record to 4-1, and one. and then I have them going into New York to beat the Jets in Week 6 to go to 5-1. and one. I think the Jets, I, I do not love this marriage of Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. I just, I have a feeling it's going to get all jetsed up. And so at this point in the season, through week six, the Eagles are five and one. They then welcome in the Dolphins for Sunday night football at Lincoln Financial Field. And I think they drop a game here. 
Uh, the Dolphins are a really good team. If Tua is healthy, it just could be a matchup issue for the Eagles here. And again, they're not going to go undefeated. They're not going to only lose one game. I think this is a spot against an AFC opponent where it'll be, it would be a hard-fought game, but I think the Eagles, I'll, I'll give them a loss here against the Dolphins at home on Sunday Night Football, uh, dropping their record to 5-2 and two through seven weeks. I think the Eagles get revenge against the Commanders in Washington the following week uh, to move to, what is it, 7-2 and two at that point. Um, no, pardon me, six and two at that point. Uh, and then I have uh, the Eagles beating the Cowboys at home just before the bye week to run their record to seven and two entering the bye. Now, here's where it just gets a little bit hairy. I have the Eagles losing three out of their next four coming out of the bye week. I do not think they will win the rematch in Kansas City against the Chiefs, even if they're coming off the bye. Uh, I think they go in there. I think they lose that game on Monday Night Football. And so I'll, I'll say the record falls to 7-3. and three. I think the Bills will come into Philadelphia in Week 12, and I'll give the Bills a win there as well, run the Eagles record for their fourth loss of the season. Uh, now they're sitting there at 7-4. and four. I do think they'll win their rematch against the 49ers uh, in Week 13. Uh, so 8-4 and four, uh, through 13 weeks. But then I have them losing in Dallas to the Cowboys again on Sunday Night Football dropping them to eight and five. But then I have them winning out after that. I have them going into Seattle to beat the Seahawks to make them nine and five. I have them beating the Giants at home on Christmas Day. That'll make them 10 and five. Uh, I have them crushing the Cardinals in week 17 to run their record to 11 and five. And then I have the Eagles beating the Giants uh, in New York to finish the season with a 12 and five record. I don't know if that's good enough for the top seed in the NFC, but certainly enough uh, to get them some home playoff games. Um, I would love for them to get that first round by again, but uh, the schedule's tougher. I don't. I don't think we can expect them to finish fourteen and three again this season. It would be this would be a a two win drop from last year to this year, and I, I think that's I think that's acceptable given how much more difficult the schedule is. And as of right now, they they still do have a few more question marks on the roster this at right now than they did when the season opened last year, but there's still time to fill some of those gaps and, and we'll have to see how the young guys play that they drafted last year and this year as well. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of eye on the enemy. My thanks once again to Martin Frank for joining me here on the podcast. I want to make sure that you all are checking out bleedinggreennation.com each and every day as we continue to break down the off season here and um, keep an eye on different free agent rumors as we are kind of entering a little bit more of a dead period, but we're going to have training camp and all kinds of other stuff. And we're going to be able to talk to some uh, more national guys and some more uh, beat guys here uh, over the course of these next few weeks now that things are slowing down just a little bit. So I uh, want to make sure that you are all uh, sticking with us here throughout the throughout the summer as uh, we continue to keep you updated on this foosball team. Thanks, everybody, very much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time here on Eye on the Enemy. B.G.